All right. Ooh. All right. Okay. okay. I'm Matthew Martinson. I'm Gordon McGlattery. And this is Beards, Cats, and Indie Game Audio. Welcome to it. We're back. We're amped. Sure, yeah, something like that. I just that. decided that right <laughs> now. Uh, well, we we missed a month, but... We were know, on vacation. You were on vacation. I was just... Work-life s- balance. Sick and Well, stuff. you were on vacation I did. I went on before. vacation, too. Yeah, yeah, I did go on vacation. That was a whirlwind. Yeah. I went on, I went on vacation... And immediately went to Game GameSoundCon. Right. Like I had landed back in North America, and under 12 hours later, I was on a flight again down to L.A. to Game GameSoundCon. <laughs> so I, I managed to have a really good time on vacation and then managed to survive, like, <laughs> continuing <laughs> to go away and hang out with audio people and, and go to GameSoundCon. So it was really good. It was good. Good. Yeah. good. And you went on you, – you did the reverse. I – You did a – Industry thing, and Industry. then went on vacation. Yeah, and then well, I did a couple of semi. Yeah, yeah. It was tax deductible. <laughs> I went to Fantastic Arcade. Mm-hmm. Caitlin came along, and then we drove down to New Orleans. Nice to hang out with uh, one of Caitlin's effects makeup pals. Cool. Who lives there now? Uh, then we drove to Alabama to hang out uh, with Smarter Every Day mm-hmm. and shoot a video. And then, yeah, visited friends in Fort Worth. So we did a whole southern loop. loop. I uh, I went to Iceland for the music festival that I go to occasionally. Um, super good. Didn't do a single recording while I was there. I did not touch my recorder once. I brought my recorder and, yeah, I didn't either. I just... I just vacayed. Yeah, just yeah. vacationed. There was one thing that I wanted to record in Austin. They have a bat bridge. yeah. Yeah, I've been awesome. That's... And I'm sure they have enough sound designers. I'm sure <laughs> you can like get a recording Anne of the or, or someone has recorded it. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess they'd already mostly flown south. Yeah. So we were told they'd all flown south, but then we walked over the bridge already at night, mind you, and we could hear them. We could hear some squeaks. Yeah. <laughs> so there were a few still kicking around. Cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, we had a great trip. Cool. And it was it was fun to road trip it. Yeah. We were somewhat forced to because it, we were there for Thanksgiving. Yeah. And uh, the flights were going to be like 2000 bucks. Yeah. If we were going to do flights just in the small little area too. Yeah. Nice. So just got a, got a Hyundai. Cool. It's fun. That's a good, yeah, there's, there's a we lot We went of and cool. rented a car kind of excited for the, the novelty of driving something different. And you got. Pretty much the same car. <laughs> we got a Hyundai Accent. A few years newer than ours. Yeah. And in much better shape because we like to rub ours against things. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a, it gets itchy. It gets itchy. We have an itchy accent. It's good to So sometimes we like to itch. rub it against the side of a pole or maybe the corner of the garage. Uh, Scratch that itch and that paint. Um, so you did a talk at Fantastic Arcade. I did do a talk. What did you talk about? I talked about Taoism. And it's a and uh, no no my my talk was called what I learned about game development by reading the Wikipedia article on Taoism, <laughs> and what I think other people can also learn about game development by reading the Wikipedia article on Taoism. That's uh, awesome. So but I was encouraged. Yeah. Um, the Fantastic Arcade as a convention is a lot of fun. Uh-huh. It's very weird. Yeah. Because it's definitely slanted towards alt games yeah um and yeah i had a weird idea and i asked the organizers if it was if it was mm-hmm. like what kind of if there were expectations or what and they're yeah. like the weirder the better basically so that was cool so that was that was real that was a lot of fun so i talked about how Taoism made me feel a li- or reading the wikipedia article <laughs> on Taoism. i'm not Taoist. yeah i have read the wikipedia <laughs> article how it made me feel better and how i thought that doing uh Good game design could slot into a few of these like, yep. tenets <laughs> that it follows, awesome. which is it's just kind of it's the yin yang religion. Yeah, it's the chill one, where it's about like leaning back into work, but still doing a good job. You know. Yeah. Rather, I'm I'm tired of this. Uh, I'm tired of this Western philosophy that every day has got to be a battle. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's definitely it's like trickling up from Silicon Valley the. The overwork as a yeah. badge of honor thing. Yeah, I'm and definitely. I I haven't read the Wikipedia article. Yeah, um, but I'm definitely going through some stuff like that. Of 
rethinking and reevaluating what I'm doing with being sick and how much energy I've gotten. Right. Stuff. And it's just makes you, unfortunately, a lot of us, it takes to that point to start to take stock of these things. So it's like, it's good to have some pointers to before that, before you get to the, like, I, I literally can't do this. So what am right. I going to do to just be like, Hey, maybe I can figure out before I get there what to do. Yeah. That's important. And the tricky thing, the the conundrum I have with the the overworking thing and the like philosophically being against we're having to work crazy hours and stuff, yeah. but at the same time, I don't think I would be where I am if I didn't. Yeah. You know, I couldn't have, I, I don't know if I, you just have to pay your dues. Yeah. It's a, but it is at, at risk of your health because mm-hmm. um, it was many years of it. Yeah. Um, and but I don't anymore. I'm yeah. Kind of, I'm done with it. I don't work. I don't work 12, 14 hour days anymore. Yeah. Um, it's uh, and neither do my employees. So I feel yeah. like kind of See, threw myself on the spikes for a yeah, few years that's to, a, in order to hopefully make it work for other people. That's a big thing there of you were working for yourself. Yeah. So you weren't building your business on the backbreaking labor of others. No. You were doing it your own. And now that you've established you are making an opportunity for people to not have to do that. Yes. So, you know, this is kind of like there, all that stuff. A, that a lot of people think that freelancers shouldn't do this to themselves either, though. No. As no, well. if you can't. <clears throat> totally. I think if you if you can, it's better if you don't have to. <laughs> it's definitely better if you don't have to. And it's 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 interesting how we sort of build these industries for ourselves in it. And it's like sometimes it seems like, man, it would be easier if we could just price fix everything <laughs> and not go to jail. But uh, but because, you know, it's a competitive market, it yeah. has to be a competitive market in a capitalist society. Mm-hmm. The most exaggerated example of it is look at the look at Twitch streamers. Yeah. It's that industry is like, what, five years old. Mm-hmm. It's a brand new thing that makes money that no one ever thought of making money with before. Yeah. And already people in order to make a living. They're in front of their computers like 12 to 16 hours a day. Yeah. They just live at their computers now. Yeah. And it's it's almost like you had such a good chance to make your own industry yeah. that didn't cause this kind of horror, mm-hmm. <laughs> like self-inflicted labor horror. Yeah. And it just didn't happen. Yeah. And it's – I don't have any recommendations for how to fix it, <laughs> but it's sure interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Man, I'm getting deep off the top here. Yeah. <laughs> Doing small talk for three years, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All ends here. Yeah. <laughs> you stuck with us this long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, the retrospect part of it is, it's weird. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it feeds into what kind of advice I feel like I should give people. Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like, I don't know. If you can do it without wrecking yourself, then that would be best. Yeah. But... There are people that are wrecking themselves that you're going to have to outsmart yeah. along the way almost. Yeah. I yeah. think th- I, th- I think that's part of the thing. There is, I think there's a lot of ways that we can do a lot of what we do in, smarter. Yeah. And that is not like I know that I definitely when I um, was starting out and when I was a freelancer and everything, it was just throw hours at the problem. Yeah. You know, like here's a problem. Well, I, I don't know how to figure out – how to do this any better. So I'm just going to do lots of it. When you don't and, have experience, that's all you can do. A lot. Yeah, of the, so, of so time. I think there's a lot of, uh, thankfully, I think there's a lot more people sharing information and stuff these days. So mm-hmm. there is avenues to turn to, to be like, Hey, I do this this way. Can I, is there a way to speed this up? And there will be people out there that can give you advice. And, yeah. You know, be like, Oh, wait, I found this, you know, this, if you do run this script, it's going to, you know, half your time. Oh, Great. Helps. Yeah. So, yeah, work smarter, not harder. Anyway, we had a few topics in mind. Yeah. That was a good one, though. Yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a podcast of a bunch of mini topics. Yeah. Last one was real organized. It was good. One big solid topic. Yeah. Uh, we're did still, we have any follow-up we questions? We did not have any follow-up. So, we're so st- it was a perfect podcast. It was. It was <laughs> we are still we looking have- to do a follow-up to that. So anyone's got any questions from the last podcast. The last one, which I think is the one... To throw around. Yeah. Give um, it to your dev friends. And yeah. That is our Intro primer. Yeah, our little pamphlet. <laughs> um, cool. So I did a talk at GameSoundCon. Mm-hmm. Not a weird talk. <laughs> no. <laughs> Very down to earth and practical. Uh, me and Kevin 
Regami from Power Up Audio, who do the weekly Twitch stream real talk, or review reels. We did a talk about what have we learned from doing 120-some reels, just all the common mistakes, yeah, and right. ran down all the common mistakes that everybody does in their reels and what you should do and how to fix them. And it seemed to go really well. If you're at Game Sound Con and missed the talk, they do share everything to everyone who went. So there will be recordings to be shared. That's good. Um, Can you give us some bullet points? Make it a minute. Okay. Uh, make it focused. Like, know who your target audience is. Make it, you want, and you want a teaser reel that's a minute that's focused on the target market you're after, that shows what you want to do and what you're best at that shows some sort of implementation stuff because that's where the bar is being set of like, that's what everybody's doing. And if you're not doing what everybody's doing, you're falling behind. Right. Have supplementary materials that are longer than a minute. One, the minute is about grabbing people's attention and making them want to watch more. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, you can almost think about it in 10 second chunks of every 10 seconds, somebody should be interested. Right. You know, can you make them last the next 10 seconds and then the next 10 seconds? And, you know, you keep them through to a minute. And then they've been like, hey, I saw 20 seconds of an implementation thing that looked really cool. Oh, look, if I scroll down, there's the five-minute version of that that's a full thing. Now I'm going to watch that. As opposed to, like, I'm I'm bored by this five-minute reel that just got dumped on my plate. Right. Uh, so it's about just, like, getting people engaged and wanting to see more of you. Like, have an about page that speaks to you as a person so that once I've watched the video, I'm like, oh, cool. Who is this person? And I click and they're like, oh. They do these extra things and they're this. This is their personality. I think I might like to work with this They've person. Four arms. Didn't even know that. But <laughs> that's awesome. Um, versus putting like an about page first. You're like, I don't care. Right. I don't care that you've got four arms and where you went to school. And I stuff. do though. <laughs> Little known fact. <laughs> we got a lot of really great feedback too from people after we did the talk that were really happy that we were so brutally honest about these mistakes that everybody are making. It wasn't sugarcoating anything. And it was right. just like, no, this is, this is the stuff. You two are both very good at that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that it went really well. I was really happy with good. You didn't, turned. you didn't do a live. No. Real review. No. On the spot. Or we, we did not want to inflict that upon right. anyone. Mm -hmm. um, we have considered if we ever do the talk again, that we will produce our own crappy versions. Okay. Like, here's a crappy reel. Yeah. But we'll do it. Reverse engineered from actual crappy yeah, reels. Yeah, and, and That'll be hard. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be hard. Um, well, I could do always... Do you even have any sound libraries oh, bad enough? I I have... We've, we This came up on Real Talk at one point. I found it. I have the original... When I went freelance, I made an MP3, no video... That was like a little radio play. Right. And there was like me doing voiceover and it was just random sounds. There was, okay, there was the radio play, which was okay at best. Okay. And then there was a like, I'm woot woot sound. This is, you know, front end sound effects. And then a bunch of sound effects played. This is fantasy sound effects. And then a bunch of sound effects played. And you're oh, like, wow. This is horrible. Nice. <laughs> no context for anything. Right. Yeah, I was like, and that's what was on my website when I went freelance. <laughs> wow. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> so I'll play that for people in public and be like, this, don't, don't do anything like this. Yeah. So overall, the conference was really good. It was good to, good to hang out with lots of audio people. Did you have differing opinions from last year? Because I know last year you were kind of, eh, I wouldn't go if I had to pay. Um, It was a, a bit of a mixed bag of, of talks. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to that many talks. I mean, the first day I was mostly preparing for Your my own. talk. Yeah. Um, my talk was great. I mean, <laughs> and Kevin, like our talk was awesome. So that was <laughs> worth the price of admission alone. Right. Um, there was some, there was, there was good talks. I still think it's a great, um, if you're a beginner, the beginner track is really good. Like you want to find out what game audio is about. Mm -hmm. Like it's really good. I think once you advance past that, it becomes a little bit more hit and miss depending on what the talks are. Okay. But just being able to hang out with audio people for two days. Like that's the thing. If you don't, there's a, there's always a big room where they've got some, some vendors showing stuff like wise and, mm -hmm. and people like that. Um, and that's always got like coffee and tea and you can just sort of hang out and meet up with people and chat. 
Right. And that's invaluable, I think, just chatting with audio people. So that can almost be worth it right there. Yeah. So I probably got more from casual chats with people Mm -hmm. than necessarily talks, but like that was worth being there for. Cool. Yeah. I had quite a few as well. Fantastic Arcade. Got to uh, meet uh, Edward Ortiz Frau Mm -hmm. finally and Martin Cavalli. Cool. Edward did um, Stanley Parable. Mm-hmm. Everything, mm-hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch, mm-hmm. a bunch of other games. Uh, Martin's done Goner, got the yep. IGF award for Goner for best audio. Yep. And uh, then also, or is now working on a, Among the Sleep, or else that's, no, that came out already. That came out already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that did was that another t- one of those. Was Goner the one that he did almost entirely with an OP1? That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. That's... His his using the OP one on that game was what me what pushed me over the edge to get an OP one. Yeah, and so I'm like, he all right, did. if he made that game with with almost that entirely, this is a legitimate tool. Yeah, proper tool. Yeah, so his talk was entirely, almost entirely him, not necessarily on the OP one, but he was showing what he would do with. Oh, cool. Uh, files that came out of the OP OP one. Yeah, it was really fun. Cool. It was like live sound design. Yeah. Like, nice. I don't have that kind of confidence. <laughs> I don't think. You're like, okay, let's look at me. Yeah. Going through my library for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No. I could. Sweet. And I don't even. I'm not. I don't even know what DAW he was using. Actually, it wasn't huh. one that I'm familiar with the yeah. user interface of. Cool. Yeah. But it was fast. I could. I think I could confidently make a don't starve creature. Live. Okay. Yeah. Anything else, I'd, yeah, I'd probably be like, uh, we're not going to just watch me sorting through a library for yeah. a while. <laughs> that would be, that's the only thing I think I would be from, from scratch, be like, right, blank DAW, let's make a creature sound. As long as I had a microphone. You know, if I had a microphone, I'd be like, okay, I can do this. Anything else, I'd be like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> that would be hilarious. <laughs> just submit that as a GDC talk. I will make a don't starve creature sound <laughs> on the that fly. Be- no, that would be, that would be a fantastic, that would be a great fantastic yeah. arcade talk. Yeah, it really would be. Yeah, a smaller yeah. one. It would be good for. That's a yeah. good one. I gotta mm-hmm. gotta do that. Like, look for it coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, other good audio talks. There's a game called Drive Blind coming out, which mm-hmm. is kind of a binaural audio only game. No, oh, cool. So it's a yeah, it's a sound only game, kind yeah. of along the lines of Papa Sangre, but it's a you or some psychopath has blindfolded you and put you in a car. And told you to just drive. And so you get sound cues for where you're supposed to swerve yep. to and stuff. Next mini topic. Next mini topic. Yeah, we were like just bouncing ideas around trying to think up something. And I came up with what are what are what are good creative starting points? Mm-hmm. Like we all, you know, creation on demand is a huge thing that's, you know. It's hard for hard Especially hard for people that are artists by passion or by hobby. Yeah. Transitioning into artists who are doing it professionally now. Mm-hmm. Where it's like you have to be creative every day now. Yeah. Not just when it hits you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You've got deadlines and stuff. So what are what are some of the things that you use as, as creative starting points to like kick off maybe when you're... I don't need a lot of exercises anymore. Yeah. So I just kind of go. Mm-hmm. I just get going. Um, but like, so what do you, so, so okay, let's, let's talk musically. Cause that's right. Maybe a little easy. Like when you've got to make a new song, like what would be the, like, you know, you say you don't use exercises and stuff. So what do you, but what do you do to just get going? Oh, music and sound design are definitely different. Yeah. Yeah. So musically um, that's what I'm, yeah. 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 And we're talking about getting out of a rut or just day to day. Just, you've got a new song to make. You're not um, necessarily in a rut. It's just like, right. It's Wednesday time to do. There are a few things I'll do to try to make a song go in a different direction because a lot of the time I do run into just like, oh, it sounds like another Gord song. <laughs> it sounds like a song I've written before. Yeah. Type th- Especially with games like Wander Song where it's, we're 60 tracks in now or something. Yeah. You know? And it's a lot of music. I need, it, and I need to not have it sound like the same song the whole time. Yeah. Uh, Greg's been really helpful. So having a producer, basically. Mm-hmm. Could because Greg is the game developer, but he's so active because it's a musical game. He's so actively involved. Yeah. That a lot of the time I get to be like, Greg, what kind of instruments do you want in this? Oh. And then then it's up to him. Yeah. So um, he's giving you your starting point of yeah, like. Yeah, he's my input. Basically. I want a accordion in this song. You're like, okay. I'm like, okay, well, let's figure that out. Yeah. 
Um, and I and I don't give him any boundaries. Mm-hmm. I don't say here's my list. What of do you want? Here's what I want. No, it's this game is yeah, chip reggae, <laughs> like a whole act of chip reggae, and yeah. and we've got a '90s ska track in there. We've got like <laughs> '80s hair metal. Uh, well, not really hair metal, but we've got like loud rock and rock opera music. Yeah, um, like acoustic folk, classical, yeah. just everything. But it's always it's all like kind of half one thing and half another. Mm-hmm. Not a, very very little of the music is straight any genre. Yeah, um, and that I love. Cool. Um, so yeah, getting this different palette mm-hmm. of, of input is very helpful. Yeah, setting limitations we talk about a lot. Yeah, um, setting yourself limitations to work within mm-hmm. is a good starting point oh. getting a new instrument is an expensive one but it sure works yep yeah <laughs> i've i've just acquired two new i've stepped into the larger boutique guitar pedal territory right and i've gone out of the impulse buy price range of guitar pedals <laughs> into the serious guitar pedals <laughs> here we go um but it's it's inspiring to be like yeah. I got this new thing. Mm-hmm. I want to play with this new thing and we'll see what it does and right. what can I get out of it. And that's totally, totally a, an expensive way to get inspiration. That's yeah. for sure. Don't don't do that often. Yeah, <laughs> that's not the best way to do it at all. Right. Um, for sound effects stuff, I part of me comes from like creatures would almost be easier for me because the first thing I'm going to do is going to um, get a reference and try to record. And you have your art my yeah. own stuff mm-hmm. or even even if I'm not going to record my own voice just like looking at art and starting to make mouth sounds yeah and just sort of like sussing out what kind of range this should be and what sort of sounds mm-hmm. would that thing make if mm-hmm. I was the mouth of that thing and so even if I don't record it I can then be like okay kind of okay okay maybe a cat all right yeah okay get some big cat sounds or, you know, that can start to lead me to what animals or whatever to start pulling out of my library Yeah, as a starting point of just sort of like, yeah, making making dumb sounds with my mouth. I know if you want to get like deeper with it, mm-hmm. I know it can be really good to, before you put feet to pavement, yeah, ask yourself, what is the significance of this sound with regard to the... The scope of the whole project, mm-hmm. like like M's work on Night in the Woods, a lot of things tied together. And if you think a lot about what the effect of this thing is on the story or the game, mm-hmm. then the creativity kind of just builds itself. Yeah, the the game tells you what you should do. Yeah, a little a little more technical. I don't know, not quite as holistic as what you're talking about. But I'm like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm redoing all the front end sounds on Hot Lava right now, so. I did a map for myself of where the menus, everything goes so I can figure out what all the movements in the front end are and then map out, okay, you know, it goes X, Y, Z, and then that X can go to Q and back and just sort of making it then go, okay, I've got all these interactions of how it works. What do I want to do with that? And I was like, okay, well, these should whoosh, mm-hmm. these should whoosh back and forth. Well, these are different, so these won't really whoosh. These will pop up. And sort of like defining what I want to do on every menu transition and where a transition is mm-hmm. before I started creating anything. So that I'd be like, right, now I know the scope of what I'm going to do and what what needs to be unique and what needs to be not. And then I can start to think, right, I, I need whooshes, but I need like eight whooshes that are unique in movement. Not just like, oh, I made a boosh. Okay, there okay. it's done. Okay, well, I make one. I got to think about, I'm going to make seven more that are totally different to give the sense of moving to these different things. Right. So yeah, taking a step back even before you open the DAW, just like, what are you, what are you doing? What's the purpose of it? How much of it, like, of it do you need to make? Yeah. How does it interact with anything else that's going to go on? Yeah. So, I know... I know like John Robert Matz, mm-hmm. he, every song he writes has like a whole visual narrative. Yeah. He's got nice. an, an entire story that he's yeah going through in his mind a lot of the time. And that's, that's what the song is, is it's all kind of, not in a Mickey Mouse way, but it's all kind of Peter and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. There's always a narrative. Yeah. That's cool. Which I, I think is neat because my songs definitely do, don't do that. Yeah. My songs follow a narrative, they follow an arc mm-hmm. that I, that I consider narrative in a way and that I like these surprises and 
and narrative like changes, yeah. but not nothing so specific. Yeah. John will be like, this is when the hero comes over the crest <laughs> of the hill with his sword in his hand as the burning werewolves are coming after him or something. Yeah. Cool. Oh, you got anything else to say about uh, creative uh, starting points? No, not no. really. I mean, yeah. most of the time now I just get to work Yeah. Um, and start noodling and pick a thing that I haven't used in a while, you know, or have never used because we all have more plugins than we've used before. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> never, not even, not even, I use all, all, all my plugins. Yeah. Yeah. All, never, no. Yeah. I think there's literally plugins I've bought that I've never used. Oh yeah. Me yeah. too. And I'm the, I'm the not buyer person. You're the good one. I'm the good one. That was something that came up on, uh, the business skills for composers Facebook group yep. the other day was, you know, don't buy things you don't need. Yeah. I think this is important. I, and I know you're bad to edit. So, yep. uh, don't get mad at me. Don't do what I do. Don't be me. Uh, <laughs> but, so that's uh, my advice to everybody. Don't be me. If yeah, well, you're not running a business. I think it's. I think there's a clear like this is all like you're spending on it, spending it because you want to. Yeah, you're buying things because you want to have them, and it's like your personal, like hobby thing that yeah. you happen to also use for work. <laughs> for me, I do buy things that I want. Yeah. But I have to, men I mentally, so now we're switching to budgeting, by the way. All right. <laughs> we're talking about budgeting now. Yep. No more creative uh, starting Mic Micro topic two. Yeah. Or micro topic or whatever two. whatever we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Surviving Cyber Monday or whatever. <laughs> you have to make a divide in your head that says this is an irresponsible purchase. And yep. you have to recognize that. And the only question you have to ask yourself is, do I need this yep. uh, for money? Basically, mm -hmm. will this make me money? Yeah. Concretely. Yeah. Can I can I see exactly how this is going to pay for itself right now? Yeah. Or, is this going to save me time, which is going to make me which money? Is, exactly. Is this going to make my song good enough that somebody will, will buy? Pay, it? Yeah. With, you know, like yeah, like buying better string VST yeah. VSTs definitely worth it because it sounds like garbage without it probably. Yeah. But if nobody's complaining. You don't need to buy it. Yeah. Period. Um, and if you do buy it anyways, because mm -hmm. maybe it'll make you money in the future, that's an irresponsible purchase. Yeah. And you're, you can do that by all means, but go for it. And, and the, my other thing is, like, don't freak out over sales. If it's going to pay for itself on sale, it better pay for itself at full price as well. Yeah. And at the right time. So like, don't buy it. Don't buy things just in case you need them. Oh, I'm I'm the worst. Yeah, I, I have to buy this because it's I'm I'm losing money if I don't buy it on sale right now. No, yeah. no, you're losing money by buying it. You just yeah. you spent. You're literally spending you money. You still <laughs> bought a thing you don't need. Yeah, it's like buying like ten pounds of cauliflower because it was a great deal. Yeah, and like ninety percent of it's gonna rot because you just literally can't eat that much cauliflower. You can't eat that much cauliflower. <laughs> It's still a waste of money. Lots of people starting out get very caught up in the the gear lust. Yeah, and the like. Well, I have. It's to exciting, have, I, and I have to have X to do this. And it's like, more often than not, you don't. No, the, the DAWs come incredibly well equipped with plugins these days. You know, it's just once you get into some weird territories, or you get into like knowing your workflows enough that you know what will save you time. Mm -hmm. And a, a lot of stuff. A lot of the times too. The getting a new piece of gear, hardware, plug-in, whatever, is actually going to sap your time because you now have to figure this thing out. Exactly. So so that's it, it is interesting because I remember seeing talks when I was at VFS yep. or any other time and, and the super experienced sound designers giving the talks are using, you know, plugins that are sort of out of date. Yeah. And you're like, come on. Yeah, why are you using that? Why are you using that? But it works. <laughs> yeah. And they and they know it inside out. And yeah. why would they learn a new thing if they can already do that thing with this one? Yeah. Even though the interface is a bit ugly. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't learned a new plugin in a long time. I'm now that person. I'm sure there are some cool ass new plugins. I bought a new plugin today. Okay. Tell me about it. Uh, Pro L2. Oh, well, yeah. I'm probably going to get that. <laughs> 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 I mean, Fab Filter. And I need a replacement for L1. I still use L1 all I use the L1 time. on every track, but I just... I use I use a ton of different limiters, but I still... But, but it's my last Waves plugin that yeah. I still use. <laughs> and but after that, it'll be just... It'll be all Fab Filter yeah. and, I, I and Valhalla. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think uh, that's my chain. There's still there's still Waves plugins that I use all the time. Yeah, there's actually some new ones that I think are actually really good. Right. Well, they've so, modernized their interface too. A little they? bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Smack Attack is the last one from them that right. I'm like. That's actually that that is the my favorite transient designer plugin. Yeah. It's the one that actually does what I want a transient designer to be doing. Mm-hmm. So I, I I recommend it. Look for it on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Next Cyber Monday. <laughs> it's still Cyber Week, isn't it? Oh, I don't. Is it started at week? the beginning of December. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's all dumb. Yeah. Just be Valhalla, one price all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Whatever. Just Our fair. games go on sale and more people buy them, so I can't fight against it. <laughs> yep. It is what it is. Okay, this relates to, I guess, a little bit of um, the, the next mini topic I had, which was a question. I was thinking about asking you the question, but it's obviously a question for myself as well. Right. And then we will transition into related knowledge for other people. Yes. Uh, what are you doing to grow, be that as a musician, sound designer, business person, freelancer, just mm-hmm. to, what are you doing to grow as an indie audio person? Well, I read the Wikipedia article on Taoism. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> um, I've had, I've made a few large life changes yeah. that, you know, are life changes that will feed into work mm-hmm. over the past uh, five months, I guess now, four months. Yep. Um, I kicked caffeine. No more caffeine. Good job. That was around PAX. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's made a huge difference mm-hmm. in my general state of mind. Yep. Um, my resting anxiety level is like pretty much gone. Cool. I still got my procrastination issues. Like don't seem <laughs> to be, effe- be affected anymore as much. But um, the the overall like complete gnawing fear of failure that's <laughs> like chased me my whole life. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not around anymore. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. Uh, so if you have that, I recommend yep. not drinking coffee for a few days. Switching to decaf. Yeah. I love coffee. Yeah. I will yeah. never not drink coffee, but yeah. I just uh, drink decaf and it's yeah, cool. changed my life. I also nice. uh, went vegetarian, which had a much smaller effect. <laughs> Actually, I don't <laughs> notice any difference. <laughs> the caffeine uh, was a really big one in the and uh, stopping eating meat was very small. That I, went on hiatus for my travels in the United States. Yeah, mind you. Yeah, I saw you had some barbecue joints. I had some barbecue. Yeah, did I ever? Um, I, my diet is on the other end of yeah, things, right. Holy where cow. I am like all the meat all the time, as all the time. And that's that you have to, right? Well, I don't have to, but again, it's one of those things with, with all the sickness I've going on. It's yeah. supposed to help. Yeah, and tell some, pe- tell the people your diet. Jesus. Uh, okay, so I'm supposed to do this elimination diet for 30 days. I lasted 10 days mm-hmm. doing it super hardcore, really good, and I snapped. <laughs> and I just was like, can't fucking take it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm also on drugs that mm-hmm. cause me to be super moody. Oh, goody. So it was all like so many major changes to do this. And it was like, so I can't have any grains any nightshades, any seeds, any nuts, any dairy, any eggs, some other stuff I'm forgetting. Everyone's like, what about this? I'm like, all right, can't have that either. I can have meat and I can have vegetables that aren't in the nightshade family. So not tomatoes? No tomatoes. Peppers. No peppers. No potatoes. Beans? No beans. Oh, yeah. Beans is out. Legumes are out. Okay. As well. That's another category I keep forgetting. Right. But beans are out. So you can have broccoli? I can have broccoli. You have, have meat, I cauliflower, have cauliflower. I can have like you leafy. Do yourself. Can you I have hate hot sauce? Cauliflower. No, because it's peppers. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, I thought I hated cauliflower. Spices too. is one of those ones that gets but really weird I, on this. Now I like it. Yeah, yeah, right. Because it's like all the normal spices I would go to are like out. Seeds, oh, seeds, and peppers are out. So yeah. that's like so many. I am a capsaicin fiend. I mm-hmm. would, I would not be happy. So I'm supposed to do this fully strict for 30 days. And then I can start to reintroduce stuff in a controlled fashion and see what irritates me. And okay. then customize my diet to be like, oh, okay, so I can, you know, eat potatoes, but right. I can't eat dairy, like, or whatever. Like, Did you maybe just I... do a no. prick test? No. I did an allergy test, like, years ago. Okay. I'm allergic to dust. 
Yeah. That sucks. I mean, that seems to be. Yeah, Caitlin just did one too. I'm super severely allergic to dust, which is, you know, just everywhere. Mm-hmm. Always. I was going to do a, you can do blood tests for what bothers you food wise now. And I was going to do that. Do they put a, a hot paper clip into it <laughs> to see if it springs to life? <laughs> that's, I think that's a different test. Yeah, okay. We also irradiate it, make sure it's, you know, <laughs> pass a spider by it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Gamma rays. <laughs> it's the Marvel Comics blood test. Right. Um, so I was going to do that because I was like, oh, maybe if I can find out what I'm reacting to, I can sort of like do an end run a bit of like, okay, cut those things out. But if I'm not reacting to these other things, I can still eat right. those things. Be a little less limited. Uh, and the um, the person was like, you're with all the drugs you're on and you're so inflamed that you will just show up as reacting to everything. So the blood right. test is a total waste of time. Run this by your doctor. How about you eat? Only one thing at a time for like a year and just keep switching. I don't even think I need to do a year, but like a week. Just nothing but peppers. I eat potatoes. I eat potatoes for a week. Just see what that happens. Just mashed potatoes, nothing on them. (laughs) Oh, that'd be so horrible. This feeds into my next question. All right. Oh, do you want to? Okay, you had a question? We had had a real thing. We we had a second part to this question. Right. Um, So that's like life stuff. To make us grow. To make us grow as, as, as larger people. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, so how that's affecting me. Yeah. Uh, the, the, mainly the caffeine thing. Yep. General better sense of focus. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't freak out when unexpected things happen. Yeah. I, I wouldn't, like, I would deal with them before, but it would just be, it would just kind of hurt mentally mm-hmm. um, to have to deal with things, and it, that, that doesn't, it doesn't hurt anymore. I'm yeah. still, like, slow at some, at things I don't want to do. Yeah. Um, I'm doing taxes right now and it's it's not that fun. Yep. So much of taxes is just being on the phone with people, asking them to send you CSVs. Uh, Because my credit card company that I have with the business is so stupid. Yeah. It's so stupid. They they don't have a CSV option. So it's like got to manually copy every transaction from PDFs. No, thanks. Gross. So I kind of forced them to send me a CSV this morning. I managed to. Yeah. But then they sent me one that was completely useless. <laughs> it had nothing on it. <laughs> I think it I think it was just, just files pointing to the PDFs. Yeah. That's what I could gather from the lines. Yeah. Just saying, like, this is a PDF. <laughs> thanks, Desjardins. In a more, uh, like, focused sense, what are you doing to grow as, like, as a sound designer, musician, like... Is there anything you're doing like a little bit more focused than larger, bettering your life? The one thing I did recently yep. that was really fun, which some people may have seen on Twitter, is that I reverse engineered a bunch of one-to-one vinyl rips mm-hmm. and analyzed them um, from, I think, a mastering perspective. Yeah. Still not a classically <laughs> trained mastering engineer. Yeah. But I wanted to see what their spectrum profiles were, mm-hmm. what their average loudnesses were. Um, and this is across multiple bands of frequencies. Yep. So I, I I took them, I took the masters, threw them in Ableton, split them up by frequency band, and then put meters on all those bands, mm-hmm. played the whole album, and then checked out the meters, like the long-term ones. Yeah. And then would record what those like said. And mm-hmm. made a bunch of graphs and stuff um, cool. so that I could master our uh, Wander Song EP that we're going to be putting out. Yeah. Um, myself, hopefully. Yeah. And see how it comes back. They're going to send a test. And if it's awful, then I'll pay a professional. <laughs> but yeah. Um, if it plays on my old record player, then Should and be... it sounds okay, I think it'll probably be good yeah. to go because my record player is real sensitive. Cool. Yeah. That's so awesome. that was that was a cool day. Two yep. days. It took two days. Two days. Long days. But <laughs> me and spreadsheets got yep. sucked in. Yep. Couldn't stop. Was supposed <laughs> to be doing other things. So that was a cool thing. I think taking a, f- a couple days to learn something big like that every mm-hmm. once in a while is really valuable. Yeah. I've been trying to learn some programming stuff. That's cool. sort of like where I'm... Obviously, like, everything has been derailed in the last five months because of getting sick. So... Yeah. It's not as far along as I would hope, but I was kind of like thrown into it a bit of like, you sh- you need to learn this. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't want to, but I know it's a good thing to learn. So, okay. And 
dived into some stuff and was like, I don't know what I'm doing and sort of took a step back and went, okay, where's somewhere I can learn this that feels more relevant? Right. So I was like, oh, FMOD scripting. Like that's the thing. That, okay, I'll make I'll make an FMOD script. That's a something that I can grab onto. And yeah, write, and know what it's going to do. Yeah. And have a purpose and not just like code this part of the game. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so sort of that's really helped me in that area of like knowing that that's my end task is like be have some programming knowledge. That's the end goal. But mm-hmm. like, okay, where do how do I get there? And just breaking into things that I can see that are more concrete. Okay, you know, learn to code the audio for this game. I'm like, well, that's way too big for me. Mm-hmm. But if you're like, hey, make a synth in C sound. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can see that I'm going to make some sounds at the end of this. So right. that's cool. Um, so I've been finding like smaller projects to. Yeah. Itty bitty. Yeah. That's what things. they say. If you want to get into game design, like make Pong. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Make the first game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one of the things I've been doing to sort of grow as a as a sound person. Yeah. As a bigger just person person, um, I've been forced into things like diet change right. <laughs> as of late. Uh, but it has this whole this whole getting sick and um, like I'm still really low energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I've come to the realization in the last week that I think I'm better than I am. Yeah. I am not at the health state that I want to think I am. Mm-hmm. And I need to like, okay, you actually need to slow back down. You're not at 100%. Right. So continue to go slow. and But it's making me reevaluate like all the extra things I do and where am I putting my energy and just really like I need to focus on what's important and what's, right. what do I really want to be doing mm-hmm. and not doing less of the like, oh, well, I should be doing this and just no. What, what do I want to do that is going to result in me having a better life, right. be it like more enjoyable because I'm making music that I like to make or focused on a thing that will make me better at my job, but just more focused on stuff Mm -hmm. and just really thinking about the important things. Yeah. Yeah. Some introspection time is how I'm trying to grow. So 2017 has been good for that. (laughs) It's been a shitty year. It's been a shitty year. (laughs) Around that. I was like, okay, I'm supposed, I should do this diet. Yeah. I should do this crazy diet. It'll be good for my health. So I went into it. Ten days in, I was like, I'm going to fucking murder people. Fuck <laughs> everything. And I was like, okay, I can't do this cold turkey. So I went and had gorged a crazy meal of all the things I hadn't been eating. Right. And I went, okay, what am I going to do now? All right. I'm going to ease into this diet. I still like need to get to a point where I'm doing it 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. But I can't cold turkey into it. So... I'll sort of make myself a plan and be like, right, Friday nights I'm going to eat out. And that's – see if I can do just Friday nights. The rest of the week will be good and then there's my one thing. And just ease into this and make the habits so that they stick and not like, I did this crazy thing and I you know, was going to murder everybody and it was so horrible. But I made it to the end. But ah! Yeah. And then I'm never going to do that stuff again. But, if, you know, if I can, okay, do it a little bit, you know. I'm probably like 80% on the diet, 20% not on the diet now. Right. And mentally allowing myself to be like, it's okay that you're not fully doing it yet. Mm -hmm. You'll get there. Maybe next week you'll do 90%. Right. You know, just chip away at it. Because I know that I'm not good at going cold turkey into stuff. Building habits is really, really hard. Yeah. I don't even know how I'm doing A, the caffeine thing and the vegetarian thing. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have been able to. Last year, I don't know what changed. Mm-hmm. It just it was suddenly not hard yeah. anymore. And that's, a, that's the thing with a lot of these kind of things is you have to want to do it. Yeah. Right? And there's some part of, in my mind, that's just like, no, we're not we're not ready for this yet. You've had so much other change forced upon you. Mm-hmm. We're not giving this up. Yeah. yeah you know? Okay. <laughs> so recognize what you want to do and then do those things. And then make a fart sound out of it. <laughs> Uh, so the follow-up question of that, what, what should you do if you're wanting to grow in the industry and everything? Uh, just do all that stuff. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> think about what you want to do. Learn some programming. Learn something, learn something new. Find out what you enjoy. 
Yeah. I think like everyone at my company, I make a effort to to know what everyone likes. Mm-hmm. You know, and they need to know what they like. Yeah. In order to work on the things they want to work on, you know. Yeah. If you're just sort of desperate for anything, I mean, you will have to work on anything. Yeah. Probably. But uh, but know what you like and be okay be okay with if that changes. Mm-hmm. As well. I talk to a lot of experienced developers and who are uh, like, you know, famous artists and stuff. And they're yeah. like, yeah, I just didn't feel like doing art anymore. Yeah. Now I like this. Yeah. And I you think evolve. It, I think you're that's always okay. Gonna, you're always going to evolve in, yeah. in your tastes and what you want. So well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're all like, I'm going to be the best chiptune person ever. Yeah. And then maybe three years later, you're like, I'm I'm kind of done with chiptunes. Yeah. I'm going to move on to something else now. Yeah. You don't have to be ACDC. <laughs> I'm like cool with ACDC being famous. Yeah. And I'm sure they loved it. But man, just writing the same music. They for got a great song. 50 years. They have a great song. There's That, that ACDC <laughs> song is great. It's so good. <laughs> Thunderbells? <laughs> R.I.P., by the way. Yeah. Sad. I so off topic and not really relevant to anything. Feel free to cut this in the editing if you want to. Okay. Uh, I saw a, a collection of videos today that were taking songs that had a word word repeated re- through them a bunch. Yeah. And then every time the word is said, sped up five percent. Awesome. Started with Roxanne. Okay. And then somebody was like, "This was okay. This is one of those amazing things about the internet." Somebody said, "Somebody should do Thunderstruck." An hour later, somebody was, I did it, here it is. <laughs> and it was amazing. <laughs> so 5%? Five times. No, 5%. 5%. So it's just going a bit too fast. So it's, uh, I think somebody worked it out in that thread that, uh, a, I think it was a, a tone or a semitone mm-hmm. is f- just under 6%. So it's like, it's almost going up a, to- a semitone. Awful. Just but they the were vocals? Like, no. They just, they were just like time crunching everything so it got faster and higher in pitch okay every time it did it oh crazy okay okay so it'd be like thunder 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 (laughs) so by the end it was like thunder thunder (laughs) so high and like blisteringly fast (laughs) uh somebody did like that's on topic somebody did to jolene as well I love that song. So it was good. Yeah, it's just, I'm sure that it, it already exists for just about any song that has repeated right, lyrics. Right, 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 right. It was hilarious. That's awesome. Put a big smile on my face. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, what do you got? The other one, which I think kind of just ties into what we've been talking about. Yeah. Um, or it can segue from the sometimes you or your tastes change. Yes. I think I think maybe Luca was Luca Fusi. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was hanging out uh, in Vancouver a few days ago. He's yep. got a new job. He's moving down to yeah. L.A. Um, or Orange County, the O.C. Oh, geez. Don't call it that. <laughs> I don't remember him saying this, but I think M did or someone heard it. Maybe it wasn't Luke at all. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, what would you do if you weren't doing this? I think we got asked this before recently, actually. Really? Maybe. But less so in, like, what's your other dream job? But yeah. more so in what skills have you learned in sound design that you think are uh, universal? I Okay, so I think one of the, the best things I learned when I was going to school for recording engineering mm-hmm. um, that is applicable to many things, fucking applicable to life, right? Um, is signal flow. Okay. And troubleshooting via signal flow. I agree. Like I, I, I see a lot of people who I can just instantly be like, you don't understand signal flow. Yeah. I think knowing signal flow made me a better tester when I was in QA. Yeah. Because I just, in my head, I'm like, I know how to break stuff down into where does something go and what are the connections and systematically when there's a problem, yep. start from the beginning it's absolutely and true. do one, two, three, four, five. Okay. I know that this chain I have now checked everything in the right order and not just like, ah, I randomly pulled everything apart. Yeah. It still doesn't work. And like, you know, just sort of being able to break stuff up into that compartments that you can then tick off. 
it goes with, how do I make a sound? Like, okay, well, I need to make the sound. I need to export the sound. I need to put the sound into a, 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 whatever I'm implementing it with. I need to check it in the game. I need mm-hmm. to hook it up. Well, before I check it in the game, I need to hook it up in code in the game. Then I need to check it in. I instantly know the signal flow of a sound that goes from nothing to being a thing in the game. That's just in my head instantaneously. Like, right. So I know all the steps to know, and I know I can't code the stuff up before I've got a thing to code. Yeah. You know, so I think SignalFlow is a very adaptable sort of methodology that can be applied to a lot of stuff. It's linear troubleshooting. Yeah. And really, until we're until we have quantum computation, <laughs> it's going to be valuable because it is like all our computers are doing things step by step. Yeah. Right now, still. Um, so that's that's one of my think I think the biggest like recording skill sets that actually transfers to a massive amount of other places. Yeah, well, and that makes me think of when I'm doing my spreadsheets that I'm having so much fun with yeah. these days. When something doesn't work in a more complicated cell, yeah, I don't just freak out <laughs> and and throw it away and start over. Yeah, I I strip it down from the outside in. It mm-hmm. is definitely a signal flow situation. Yeah. Yeah, it's very analogous to lots of how other industries or trades or whatever teach you how to think. But it's like that's that's how I learned it as this like right. concept of signal flowing through a recording studio. Yeah. And yeah, it's breaking down code from the outside in. You go down to the first chunk and go, what is it doing? Does, does it work here? Yeah. Okay, go out a bit. Does it work here? Mm-hmm. Go, oh, no, wait, it doesn't work here. Right, here's where the problem is. So yeah, troubleshooting I think is a big – I mean there's – General creative stuff, like being able to be creative is a good thing. Hopefully, hopefully you could take the creativity that you apply to sound effects and music and apply it to another job area. I mean, I don't I don't know how my creativity of doing sound design would apply to working a retail job, but... Yeah, right. Sure, it's going to work in other areas. I think once you've worked in one job that is... Once you're in, into the, like, having an expertise market, yeah, probably if you're shifting careers, it's probably going to be shifting into another thing where you grow an expertise. Yeah. Unless you're just burned out and just don't want to think at work anymore. I'm done. I'm just going to I'm just gonna go I'm just build gonna, booths for conventions. I'm just going to scan kumquats. <laughs> some, some days I long for my factory woodworking days where yeah. I just, I just, the days would just melt by. Right. I would just be like, oh, the day is over. Yeah, you're just cutting boards today. I just did nothing. Yeah, but yeah. Made, made a pile of sawdust. We made quick corners for it. Have I told this story? I don't think so. This was my worst job, but I actually did not mind that yeah. much. All I did all day. So you know, like the the molding at the bottom of yep. the wall. So sometimes somebody, I don't know who, <laughs> wants their wall to do a little curvy instead of a corner. Yeah. And I made the little curvy for the molding. Wow. That was my job. Made like 2,000 of them a day. <laughs> I was very good at it. Yeah. Which took like 12 hours, I guess. Yeah. Because I'd already learned a few things about efficiency because I'd planted trees for five years. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was all about shaving seconds. So it was like, okay, so I'm, this is as good as I can get at this. And that's where you get into the like, man, talk about a job that expertise does not matter, you know? Yeah. I was an expert in a day. <laughs> it was as good as you can get in a day. Yeah. It's like, oh, great. <laughs> But at the same time, stress-free. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have to think much. I don't think I had a good job like that. No? All my, like, crummy jobs still had a fair amount of stress that I didn't want and was, like, I didn't appreciate. All my other ones did, definitely. Like, I worked, I worked I in a, kitchen work, and that was super stressful. Yeah, I worked in kitchens. Horrible. I worked in a stained glass shop making sealed stained glass windows, which is, the, like, one of the big I think. I'm low, low dude on the totem pole there. Yeah. Clean everything. I'm cleaning everything that's been soldered up and put to put into a window. And then it was actually sealing windows and installing them and stuff too. But it was like, so clean this thing and it's got to be perfect because we're sealing it into a thing that can never be opened again. So right. if it's dirty. It's there forever. It's there forever. <laughs> <laughs> no stress. <laughs> yeah. Do you think you would be better at all those jobs going back to them from being a sound designer? Mm. I think Yes. I think I would be better at them because I'm a better person than I was then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just in general, um, I think I would treat people better. Right. Treat myself better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that for sure, because there's a lot about parts of those industries that don't treat people well. Oh, no, no, no. 
but yeah, I think I I think if I were to go back to those now, just knowing, like you said, of like learning tips from how I do stuff quicker than mm-hmm. what I do now, that I could go back and go right, okay, I'm a dishwasher again. I can now look at this dish pit and figure out like a more better effective way to be doing this. I think one of the big things that we learn is multiple solutions to a problem that we have to embrace in games in a very, very big way that is definitely not embraced in other places. Yeah. I, I know like I was an industrial painter at a shop for a couple of years. Yeah. And the bosses would come down and they would say, this is how you're doing this. Right. And that's and, it. And they wouldn't be too interested in hearing new ideas. Yeah. I, I'd still came up with better ways and used them, but but uh, a lot of them were not interested. Or if they saw you doing something other than w- what they told you, they would make you change it, even though your way's better or as good. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And maybe they were just trying to be good trainers, but uh, that's very much not how it works in games. Yeah. We have a lot more autonomy and probably maybe it's just in tech in general. It's always about moving forward. Yeah. So I think that's a cool thing. I guess we can move on to questions. Question time. Renzo, Renzo G. Heredia? Fuck, I'm horrible. Sorry to everyone yeah, whose just, names I You're ever... just like jumbling letters together at this point. Yeah. Renzo asked... We just make the questions up. These aren't real people. <laughs> uh, recommended programming language to learn when going for a technical sound design implementation role? Uh, probably C Sharp. Um, well, if they use Unity, but if the place Unity. doesn't use Unity, then oh, right. don't use C Sharp. Yeah, Unreal is not C Sharp. We use Lua here for okay. tons of stuff. Find out <laughs> where you're trying to get a job and yeah. find out what they use because it's going to – that that was my first thought when I saw the question. It's going to change with regards to where you're trying to get yeah. a job. If you learn one scripting language – It'll make it easier. It'll definitely make it easier – to, to learn other things. I think Lua is a good one because we use Lua for everything, but Reaper scripts can be made with Lua too. So that can be a, an easy way into learning Lua is to making stuff for Reaper, which feels very, like I talked before, like a concrete, like, hey, I can do this thing to make my DAW better. Mm-hmm. Not just, oh, I don't, making a script for a game. So that can be easier. So Lua, I think is a, is a good one. C Sharp, if you're going to be doing Unity stuff, whatever Unreal uses. <laughs> Uh, yeah. C++? Well, that's, I mean, that's off the deep end. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that that's a specific, specific to... I would say don't get, don't get into a deadlock about what you should learn. Just start Mm -hmm. learning. Pick one. Just just pick one and get into it. Yeah. Yeah. Get going. And then if you can show aptitude in that, then people will be confident that you can learn. Yeah. uh, What needs to be learned. Totally. Jay Fernandez asked... What's your unexpected best sounding game of 2017? I don't want to hear about something that's AAA or we know all we know will sound good. <laughs> I had to write some stuff down when I saw that question because I'm like, oh my god, all I've been playing is giant AAA games all yeah, year. Yeah, I haven't played a ton of games this year. It's yeah. been a really fast year. Yeah. This year just is gone. Um, I've been I it's, it sounds bad because they're my friends, but I've been playing Celeste and I love yep. it. I love how it sounds. Cool. That's one of the main indies I've been playing. And it's not finished yet, so there's still a few things missing. But, mm-hmm. man, it's the soundtrack is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Power Up's doing a really good, just cool. very, very tasty, very tasty sound effects. I, I consciously, like, axed anything that was a shell in the pit and power up. <laughs> I, don't, I didn't just see like, that question until right now. I couldn't yeah. think about it. I was like, I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad of me to look, I'm not saying my friends games. <laughs> yeah. And then I wrote no, down games interesting. that yeah. are friends. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so I wrote down uh, everything and Edith Finch. Both Edward games. Both Edward, Edward games. Ortiz. That was like, holy shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I, I was, but Matt didn't know that. He, he was like, these, these I, w- these I was are, like, these oh, Edward two. did everything, but I'd forgotten who had done Edith Finch. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, those are two different games. Oh, I picked the same. Guy. So <laughs> sound designer of the year, Edward. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Been a busy guy, Ed. Um, everything I love just like, I love actually like letting everything play itself mm-hmm. and just doing other stuff while it happens. And it's this really nice soundtrack and this little sounding world and then these these voiceover bits from these these monologue um, speaker things come in that are really cool that I really like. Yeah. So it's just a neat 
sounding world to see. And then you're just like, I'll be doing stuff, letting it play, doing stuff. What the heck is that? And look over, and I'm like, oh, I'm in space now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, cool. <laughs> um, and Edith Finch was as a game mm-hmm. overall. I, I played that game and I I didn't want it to end. Mm-hmm. Even though I wanted it to be a nice, short, encapsulated experience, I didn't want it to end. And when I finished it, I didn't play anything for about a week. Right. Because I just wanted to sit on what that game did to me. And the sound was a big part of that. It just really drew you into the world. Right. Um, And I thought it was really, really good. And I also wrote down Hidden Folks. I met uh, Martin. Yeah. At, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Martin did. Martin Fally. Um, I, I keep getting it mixed up because I also met Emily Mayo M- Mayo mm-hmm. at Fantastic Arcade, who's doing um, Small Talk, right? Which is not similar to Hidden Folk, but they remind, they remind me of each yeah. other. They they just both have very very cool line art. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, I just thought Hidden Folk was really like cute. It's all mouth, perfect it's all little mouth, all mouth yeah, sounds. It's a really cute little game. Yeah, yeah. That would be. I didn't play it yet, but I yeah. think that like once I do, that'll be one of my favorite. Yep. Sounding games. Just because it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's just just like just full mouth, on mouth, mouth sound sounds. your whole way through something. Yeah. Uh, cool. So you're good? I'm good. All right. Um John Bash asked, why should all the game audio and music people in the Pacific Northwest go to the Audio Bash in Bellingham on January twentieth? Because it's awesome. Arguably the best free day of audio talks. Well, in the Pacific Northwest, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Possibly North America. I mean, I don't Could know be. another one. Yeah. So this is the reminder, January 20th, Audio Bash, whatever we're calling it. It's the fourth one. Yeah. I don't know. John was doing Linux yeah, version I never names un- before, and I think we're I all did. against it. I never understood it. <laughs> I just didn't understand it. <laughs> but this is the fourth one. We're doing it again at um, in Bellingham. It'll be the twentieth. It'll be a half day of talks and panels, and we have a good venue this time for the for after. Post. Yep, uh, pizza. So it'll be good after pizza. I uh, hope to see lots of people there. It's it's the most scheduled? like fun casual. It is the fantastic arcade of audio. There you go. And I'm not just saying this because came up with the idea and I'm a co-organizer, but I think we've got a really cool vibe to this thing, and it's yeah. real like. We really work on getting people that haven't talked other places before and getting new people in. And Do we have anyone yet? We do, but I don't remember who. Okay. <laughs> we we have people that want to talk, that are going to talk. We have panels is are in the planning. Mm-hmm. And there is always the epic, wonderful, crowdsourced panel of micro talks at the end. Yeah, it's going to be good. It just We're just going to put people in chairs and make them talk about stuff. Great. I'll bring donuts. Yes. And... A shell in the pit always brings donuts. Maybe we'll buy one of those huge ones. Oh, damn. That might be it. Oh, something that I wanted to to iterate on, something I just posted on Twitter that got a, I don't know, a fair amount of people talking, I guess, and stuff. It's just a, this is nothing new. We have talked about this before. Okay. But I was doing some, some sound design on, on the weekend at home and knew what I needed to make, right? I've got my list. I've got my stuff. I need to record some stuff. And I was like, I want to, I got to dig out a microphone and plug it in and Mm -hmm. hook it up. And I was like, fuck, I just don't, I just, setting up my shit. Little barriers, little barriers. That little thing that was literally like, take a microphone out and put it on a a stand, just like sapped all my desire to be creative in that regard. And it's just, it just shows, it was just showing me like how important lowering as much as you can that, that, that bar of entry to... Eliminate all the dumb technical junk that you have to do mm-hmm. before you get creative so that you can just get creative. Yeah. And I worked through it and I was like, right, okay, I'll dig out my recorder and off. Now I need no, batteries make, make... and get batteries and put batteries in it and like did all the things and I did it. But I was the whole time I'm like, I just want to make the sound. I don't want to do this stuff. Um, so it all worked out. But it was just like, man, just like do whatever you can. Set yourself up before you need to be creative. With as much dumb, boring junk done yeah, as possible. Make room for spontaneity. Make creativity easy. Yeah, totally. So that was that was just a thing that came up in this last week that I was like, right, don't forget about that. Yeah. 
That's it. That's it. We got no more questions. Any announcements that we forgot to put up front? Mm, I got nothing. Uh, we've got the Full Metal Furies trailer coming out in a couple days, probably before this comes out. Cool. So anyways, find that on YouTube. Yep. That's uh, the latest game from the creators of Rogue Legacy. Nice. Really looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's the big one. And you've got a Wander Song record coming out. Got a Wander Song record coming out at some point. That'll take a while. Yeah, sweet. A record. Yeah. yeah. Your second record. That's my second vinyl record. I don't even have your first one. I only have one copy. I know. They only gave me one. Um, uh, and then in the new year, I will be releasing on Spotify Smarter of the Day Volume 2. Which cool. has been available on Bandcamp for a long time. Yeah. A long time. Yeah. But I'm finally getting it on Spotify because my video is coming out. Mm-hmm. It was nice, very nice. fun to shoot. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Thanks for listening, everybody. See you next time. We didn't we never came up with a catchphrase. No, we don't have an ending catchphrase at all. All right. Bye. Bye.